All right, what is up, everybody? Dude, that was so smooth how I did that. I usually mess that up, so I'm pretty proud of myself for that. But uh, welcome to the Matt Ramage Show. I'm here with Wes Hotkowitz. But uh, first, big shout to Quick Trip, sponsoring the show. And uh, you know, everyone loves Quick Trip. Go down there and uh, buy all the glazers. But uh, thanks for taking the time, Wes. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, brother. I actually uh, had Quick Trip for dinner last night. Oh, did you? Not even I joking. My I uh, quite often. Yeah, my associate producer on the game day program, Nicole Tim, the ever talented Nicole Tim. She was actually the person I was trying to get. I think when we talked last time, trying to get Quick Trip to follow her because she's like a Quick Trip super fan, like yourself. Yeah. And uh, she got me going on the chicken tenders now. So last night, when I was looking for some dinner quick, I went and got myself some chicken tenders. And they're magnificent. Like I'm not a big uh, tender buying tenders from gas station kind of guy, but uh, it's like the best it. in Green Bay. Yeah, Quick Trip is different though. They're not like uh, every other gas station. No, but their chicken is fantastic. You can it use is. that. You can quote me on that. It's uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll it's have usable. it on banners. They'll they'll have it on banners. I'm gonna tell them. <laughs> you said it's all right. You'll go get gas, and it'll be your picture of you. <laughs> Chicken is like, whoa, I didn't get nothing for that, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, we're just all good, honest Wisconsinites just trying to make our own way. So it's nice yeah, to see you again, yeah. though, Matthew. Thank you for having me on. Hey, it's, a, it's always great to have you on. People are out, especially like this season, people are asking me a lot of difficult questions. So I was like, I should bring someone on who knows some of this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this this season is, uh, it is what it is. Packers are going to a buy like. First of all, like, do you get time off for a bye week? You know, you yeah. Kind of package, you get a little vacation? A, a little bit. Um, we do that Q&A, that insider inbox. Um, so still had to do that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Today, I just had to knock out a quick story um, for our game day program for the Rams game because now we're going to have this stretch of home games, and I'm responsible for that. So we got that taken care of, but then I spent the afternoon Christmas shopping. So that was very nice and uh, looking forward to the two day weekend. So, and then last week, hmm. I think like half of our office weekend. was kind of under the weather last week. So it's been nice to be healthy again and just uh, enjoying Wisconsin in December. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's get into the, to some football stuff here. I, I even made, I got, I got, I got, I got notes over here. Do you? Look at oh, you. Yeah. You better believe it. I, I want to talk about this. Aaron Jones nominated for man of the year. I think there was two, Two things that, that that he was nominated for. I think one is like sportsmanship. Yeah. I don't even know what that I never heard of that one before. Yeah, they, no. they actually started that one. I think it was in 2014. Um, right. and that that's voted on by the the players basically. Like, you know, I'm sure like you, you were an upstanding citizen back in the youth sports days. Everybody in the local Green Bay scene respecting Matt Ramage. So they they'd put you up for that award. But the the thing that was the most the coolest part about this is you know, you get nominated. The Packers are part of that. Obviously, we know everything Aaron Jones does in the community goes without saying. But I thought it was really cool that the advisory panel is the one that actually picks those eight finalists. So I think, like, I want to say, like, Warwick Dunn is involved with that. It's a bunch of, like, former players. So it shows you just how, how highly esteemed uh, Aaron Jones is uh, in that community. And the fact that back-to-back -back years as the Packers Man of the Year nominee for the Walter Payton Award – this guy is so incredibly talented and, and we've seen it. This offense goes as Aaron Jones goes, but off the field, uh, just the, the human being he is and the humanitarian he is. And you can tell 
it's that old uh like spider-man thing right to 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 much is given you know you're you're also uh you know asked to you know responsibility comes along with that i really botched that but uh, aaron <laughs> jones right. is, we, we got you we got you no but i mean it just it just shows you i mean this is a guy that came you know, from very humble beginnings. And it's, it's really neat to see him get this uh, type of accolade again in a year in which there has been a, a lot of frustration, a lot of disappointment, um, a neat little silver lining to see Aaron Jones get his flowers. Cause he certainly deserves them. Yeah. I, I think he's probably one of the best humans. Like he's, I actually just got to meet him this, uh, this training camp. He's a, you, you would never know that he's like a, an NFL player. If you were no. just ran into him, he's just, pro bowl running back. Right. I mean, yeah. it just seems like he's the kid from your local high school that uh, just happens to be a really, really, really super talented yeah. running back. So it's cool for him and his family. And, and I really hope he gets a good run at this thing, Matt. I, I think, it, you know, he definitely deserves it. There's so many deserving guys in the national football league, but um, especially at his position, a position where, you know, sometimes you can get a little bit more, um, recognition with the fantasy football crowd. I, I hope that Aaron gets a shot at this because he certainly is deserving of it. And I think his case is a, is a very compelling one. Yeah. I, I, I'm de I'll definitely be, uh, be rooting for him. All right. So we, we mentioned the bye week Um, so like who's injury wise, like everyone coming back, maybe people playing on some sort of stuff. How, how, how big is this bye right now? Yeah, it's it's big, dude, and it's big because the Packers won. I mean, uh, I wouldn't want to be the Chicago Bears right now. Uh, for I mean, obviously for a number of reasons, but the biggest <laughs> one being that that the Bears. <laughs> you're like, oh, I let that slip out. See, you're like the you you got like the the big push on all that stuff, and then I'm just kind of more sly about it. But uh, no, I mean, like the Bears, they're eliminated from the playoffs. So I actually in our insider inbox Q and A today, I kind of took a little bit of an exception to this uh, week 14 bye, like. When they when they made the 17th regular season game, now what they did is they alternated, they switched up the buys. So it went from an early buy of week four. Now they're not any earlier than week six, but they also added this 14th week buy. There's six teams on a buy this week. Fortunately for the Packers, they still have something to play on the other side of it. Teams like the Bears, they're just kind of in purgatory right now. They, <laughs> they have to play out the string, but they're off this week. So fortunately for the Packers, to answer your question, um, I wouldn't if you know. If, it's hard for me to say that this comes at a good time. I think it could have came at a much better time for green Bay. When you look at like the giants who also didn't take the buy after London, but then they got it in week nine, right? The Packers had to wait, you know, to get through 13 games to get this thing uh, in 1975, they would have played the whole season already. Uh, so I, I don't want to say they're fortunate, but you know, Romeo Dobbs, hopefully coming back on the other side of this thing. Uh, it sounds like Aaron Jones will be good with the shin injury. They were kind of being, you know, monitoring him a little bit. Uh, realistically, it seems like the one question mark for Green Bay right now really doesn't have a lot to do with what happened on the field, but with David Bakhtiari's emergency appendectomy, uh, when exactly he's going to be allowed to, to get out there again? Because as my colleague, Mike Spofford, wrote about this week, you know, Mike had an appendectomy this year, and those things are serious. That's serious business there. You know, you're you're talking about, not just the surgery, but the sutures and not wanting to have a hernia or core injury uh, that we're going to have to see exactly where Bakhtiari's at on the other side of this thing. Matt LaFleur wasn't really providing a timetable there, but for the most part, uh, it seems like, you know, Devondre Campbell came back and, and got through that game. Well, the Packers seem to be at an okay place on the injury front, you know, trying to mount this, this run here with four regular season games remaining. Yeah. So yeah, that, that David Bakhtiari injury, like I didn't even know like really what that was. Yeah. Like, I, uh, like, it, is it like something that could be like, I don't mean to sound ignorant. Cause like, I just don't know, 
Yeah. Like, is this something that could be like end of the year or is this like a, I, I don't know. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'm ignorant in this case too, because I just don't remember a lot of guys having appendectomies during the season. Um, you know, for, as, as far as his day-to-day -day living, Dave's good. I mean, congratulations to him and his wife. I saw that they had a, a beautiful baby uh, girl today, oh, yeah, I believe. I saw that. So, you know, he, he's doing good. He looks all smiles. It's just a matter of, you know, like to use that Mike Spofford example again, when, when Mike was traveling with us, this actually happened right before we went to London. I had to help him with his luggage because he wasn't supposed to push or, or lift anything heavier than 20 pounds just because of the sutures and not wanting to overexert. You know, David Bakhtiari's got a pretty big job description, you know, with being a, an offensive lineman, an all-pro offensive lineman in this league. So um, that's the one. It's just going to be wait and see. You hope it doesn't. It, it's not to that case. But to to give you any kind of timetable on it, I, I'm really not too sure about it because I, at least during my time, at the most I can remember here in 11 years, um, I, I don't remember anyone having a, an appendicitis and having to have that thing taken out right in the middle of the season. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, that, that, that's the thing because they're coming back to play football like it. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's a whole thing. All right. Uh, we were just talking about this with, uh, you know, Romeo Dobbs possibly coming back. But Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, um, and I just think that the future is bright. Like, I'm I'm pumped about, yeah. about Christian Watson. And I was pumped about Romeo Dobbs, too, but then, you know, he wasn't there. Like, we'll see, like, what he does when he comes back. But I, I'm these two together, but especially Christian Watson, he just seems like a like the next level superstar, like, Maybe I'm just like, you know, really over pumping him up. But um, I, I I think that he's uh, going to be a stud. Yeah, no, not not at all, Matt. I, I look at, you know, let's just start off with Dobbs here, right? Dobbs is a good story because he came in right away, impressed, did everything during the offseason program. He made plays and was so consistent, right? Week three, NFL Rookie of the Week. Um, so many things to like about him. But part of that excitement was kind of rooted in the fact that he wasn't expected to be the stud right out of the gate, right? He wasn't the second round pick. He wasn't the guy that the Packers traded up to get Christian Watson was. And I think as we were talking about, and, and we probably even chatted about this before. I know I've said it a number of times now throughout training camp, when Christian Watson was healthy, when he was out there, you could see the talent. You could see the speed. You could see the vertical. You could see the catch radius. Kid's a five-tool player, without a shadow of a doubt. But it was about the knee injury, slowing him down, keeping him on PUP at the start of camp. It was the hamstring injury, then aggravating it. And then obviously the, the pretty scary concussion in Buffalo. Once he put that all behind him, I don't think it really was that big of a surprise what he was doing on the field. I think if there's anything that has kind of blown me away, is just the red zone weapon and touchdown machine that he's turned into. To, to have nine touchdowns from scrimmage now on the season on like 330 offensive snaps, that is just insane. And it's why he's completely pushed himself now into this rookie of the year conversation, despite the fact he went the first, what, six, seven games of the season with, you know, I think it was seven catches for 88 yards or something like that. He is the total package, and he changes the complexion of this offense. After the game last Sunday, we were in the locker room at, at Soldier Field, the visiting locker room, and Mark Daniels actually asked Alan Lazard, you know, if, if you guys have Christian Watson all year long, do you think you basically have more than five wins? And Lazard wasn't going to go to that 
extreme. But I think what you're seeing is when you put your chips on these young players and they, they blossom and grow and get comfortable in your scheme, you know, the, the sky is really the limit. And, you know, this is the plan. This is what Green Bay wanted to do. Unfortunately, they've had to weather a, a litany of injuries at the receiver position this year. All five of their top guys have missed time because of injury. But as you said, taking the words out of your mouth, the future is bright there, I think, for the skill positions in Green Bay and seeing exactly as long as he can stay healthy, you know, how high this star is going to go for Christian Watson because he has every tool you look for. Yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm so excited because he can just like score from from anywhere they can hand it to him he can catch it you know run everybody he runs so fast it doesn't even look like he's running fast but everyone that's chasing him is like looks like they're running fast he's just like gliding it, it's, just, it's just ridiculous and it's just it doesn't even look like he's exerting himself it's so fluid it's so natural and um yeah he's just a ball of energy man and it's been really fun to watch a guy that moves that fast uh for a dude that's that big is you just you can't find those human beings a lot. He, somebody I don't even know. I wish I could give credit to who said it, but they I know I saw one thing on Twitter about you know kind of comparing him to Tyreek Hill, and I think there are some natural athletic comparisons that you make. But you know Christian's five inches taller than him. I mean it's just yeah. it's it's he's gonna be incredible. really fun to watch like going forward. Um, but as, as, speaking of freakish athletes. Uh, Rashawn Gary, someone commented on it. Um, like obviously he, he's out, but like for next year, is is he expected like to be good go like right out the gate, or is it gonna like you know where? Yeah, no, these things they they're all they take all different shapes and sizes, Matt. I mean, when you look at last year with Elton Jenkins, you know he had the ACL in mid November in Minnesota, and he made it back uh, for week one. Um, that was, that kind of caught me by surprise. Um, certainly, you know, Robert Tunyon was the end of October. He made it back, uh, for the start of the season and other times it can be a little bit more complicated. So the, the tough thing that makes this one difficult to swallow though, is you saw a guy, not just sacking players or quarterbacks, not just, you know, becoming a pro bowl type talent. Um, you saw Rashawn Gary becoming a leader in that locker room and, the most disheartening thing for me, and I don't want to turn this into the the turf debate and everything like that, but you know, you, you lose Rashawn Gary for the season, you lose Eric Stokes for the season, you've lost Romeo Dobbs for the last four weeks after that game in, at Ford Field. You know, I, I'd argue, you know, pound for pound, the Packers had as many injuries that day as they've had really the rest of the season, and and again. We'll we'll see, and this is something you can always debate, but I'm sure that the Buffalo Bills are feeling this right now with Vaughn Miller. It's just so hard to replace a guy of that caliber. So the Packers, if if I'm them going into this offseason, you probably have to approach it like, okay, we got Preston. You know, Kingsley Anigbari's done some really nice things. You know, maybe Justin uh, Hollins is still around. But we'll see what happens there. But, you know, that probably becomes a need for you now because you're just not sure when you're going to get Rashawn back. And if we know anything about him, and obviously you've been exposed to him a little bit, I mean, the kid puts every, every ounce of sweat and energy yeah. he has into the game of football. I would definitely put my chips on him coming out on the early end of this this thing. But, you know, it, it's still in, it's still a significant knee injury of that nature, and it, it takes time. So, um, 
you know, you just hope he can come back and, and continue on the, the track he was on because, man, it was special. Yeah, I, I think definitely he will be uh, on the on the early end. Like I say, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the what it's supposed to be, but um, yeah, he's what definitely you- he works so hard. Yeah. Like he's yeah, he's uh, all right. Let me. I, I think I lost my spot here. All right. Uh, okay. How much? <laughs> I'm not good at the. I'm not good at being organized. Usually, I just wing it. <laughs> I just, I just, I lost my spot here. <laughs> yeah. I right. love it, buddy. Oh. How much of Jordan Love do you think we'll see this season? Like, I, I don't like to talk about too much because the Packers yeah. still have a shot at it. Um, like you know, but like, it, if if they don't, if it don't, if it doesn't work out, like either whatever we need to have happen or whatever, will we see Jordan Love if, if, if the Packers are out of the playoffs? I would think you know maybe you'd see him in that game against Detroit. Um, I, I know Brian Goodikun said this past week they don't necessarily need to see him anymore to to make a call on the fifth year option. I I think they feel pretty good about his development and where he's been at. I, I just think it's probably would be helpful for his growth. And let's be honest, I mean, I think my hope would be, and a lot of Packers fans' hope would be, is that you know Aaron Rodgers comes back next year, and you know you try to reset the table and and you know take another stab at this thing. But at the same time, I mean, the rib injury, the thumb, all these different things, maybe there is a case to be made at that point of, of giving them some time to rest and and start to heal. I think the hope would be for the Packers is that you do keep this thing interesting and, you know, you don't necessarily have to get to that point. Now, they need to get on a run here, a run they haven't been on since the first few weeks of the season. But, you know, the healthier you get, the more guys you get back, and then hopefully Rodgers feels better on the other end of this, this bye week. You know, the Rams game, you just have to win that game. You just have to. Uh, Baker Mayfield getting claimed. Matthew Stafford probably out for the year. Cooper Cup's injury. Aaron Donald. It just the list goes on and on. It's been a nightmarish season for the Rams. Another reminder of why it's so important when people talk about going all in. Well, if you do, you better win the whole darn thing because you never know what's going to be on the other side of that coin. And for Green Bay's standpoint, I, I think there's still a lot of opportunity out there for them in this year. And there's a lot of prideful guys in that locker room. So seeing how these next few weeks unfold, seeing what happens with the Rams, seeing what happens on Christmas and in, in Miami probably determines, you know, what, what you want to do there in terms of giving love, you know, some potential playing time. But Aaron Rodgers is a competitor. I expect that he's going to continue to try to push through this thing and win football games and, and, you know, make it so that the Packers are, are still in this playoff hunt. But uh, yeah, I think, I think if you get to the Detroit game and the Packers are out of it, that it would make a lot of sense to give him that opportunity. Yeah, I, I think so. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to want to sit down, but like but for the people who like, I've seen a lot of Packers, I want to say a lot, but I saw some Packer fans talking about like tank this and that, like all this team, I, I think, I actually think that they can win like any game. They can lose any game. Like that's kind of like how they're playing yeah. this. This season, they're they're good enough, but they they make mistakes. Things happen, but like this team, no team should ever. Obviously, they don't. That's the thing that fans say talking about tanking, you know, for the draft picks or whatever. But yeah, it, real real teams. I, I I don't know. I forgot no. what I was trying to say there. No, but Matt, <laughs> I, I I wrote about this this past week and and going off of Gutekunst's quotes about basically saying it's a culture thing. I think there's a lot to be said for that. If you don't feel like you're winning football games and you're not trying to win football games, well, that sends a message to, to your locker room. If you're not, if you're not putting everything you want into this thing, 2018 went about as poorly as it could have went for green Bay, right? On so many different levels. Rogers is playing with a broken leg. 
you know, Mike McCarthy's removed. But I'll tell you what, Matt, those wins over Atlanta and also against the Jets, those were two of the most energized locker rooms I've ever been a part of. They, those that whatever guys that were on those teams, they weren't concerned about tanking. They weren't concerned about what their draft picks are. They wanted to play football and they wanted to win football games. And the other aspect of this, I think, is very important to, to, to look at and break down when you're when you're talking about the end of a season. Think back to 2006, right? Uh, the Packers got off to a pretty tough start to the Mike McCarthy era, but I believe the last four games of the season, I think they got on a winning streak there to get back to eight and eight. And then the next year, making the run to the NFC Championship game, making the run to a 13-win season. I, I think there is momentum to be taken. Because <clears throat> because this is a veteran team. There are a lot of guys that are going to be back next season. You want to have a good taste in your mouth, regardless of what happens with the end of the season here in the playoff picture. And from that regard, I think the value is always there to, to keep playing for something. Because at the end, who cares? Who cares? if you, The Packers aren't getting the number one pick. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're the 10th pick or the 16th pick, or whatever, it is what it is. I mean, Packers did just fine with Jair at 18, you know, in 2018. Oh, so. yeah. I, I definitely think that. Yeah, I, I definitely won. But, uh, yeah, because I, 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 players have pride. Plus, players are putting tape out there. So, whatever. Absolutely. Happens, like, yeah. Yo, obviously, yeah. So Yep. There's plenty of guys. I mean, Alan Lazard's a free agent after this season. You know, Robert Tunyon. I mean, there's a number of guys. Uh, Elton Jenkins, right? Uh they don't want to put film out there to pretend potential teams, Packers or otherwise. And the other 31 being like, ah, this guy kind of, mm, yeah, after the they season. got a lot of playoffs. Yeah. You kind of paid no. it off. Yeah. They want to, they want to go out there and show what they can do and, and build up their team and build up themselves. So yeah, it's, it, it it's a buzzword with fans because we, like when you, when you're not winning teams, like, you know, fan bases tend to like to think about what the draft is going to be, but man, if you're playing for April every year, and you're not playing for February. Yeah, I think that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, I think yeah, it's 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 stupid. Um, so you know, we were talking about the last you know ending this season, going into next season. What 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 are some things that Packer fans should be really uh, hopeful for going into the future? Well, you know, seeing how this thing finishes and, uh, you know, the tough thing, the, the probably as I've written a couple times now in our, our online content and our Q and A's and columns, the diff most difficult part to swallow about this season and the Packers had a terrible schedule. Like that just is what it is. You have to play them. You have to win them, but this was a bad schedule that the divisions that were supposed to be the winnable, you know, you know, pushover games turned out to be all playoff contenders, right. On in both East conference or both East divisions, you have that idea where now we have the 17th game where you have to do a crossover. So the Packers are facing a probably one of the most consistent teams in the National Football League and in the Tennessee Titans. So they had to host them. So all that being said, uh, this I, I think we're going to learn a lot about the character of these guys, win, lose, or draw, and who's going to be the guys that are going to step up and be the next wave, uh, be the next. Um, you know, leaders and staples and pillars uh, in the years to come here. I love what I've seen from the 2022 draft class. Like we talked about with the receivers. Um, I think Zach Tom is a really good find. I think that young man's going to put on more size this offseason. He looks to me like another uh, Elton Jenkins type that they can position him wherever they potentially have a need and also has that flexibility that he can play center too. Um, you know, th there are some cap things to figure out. Uh, certainly we know what the situation is there. 
I have full confidence that Russ okay. Ball and, and his staff will do it. They, they've done so many gymnastics now that I never thought were possible six, seven years ago to, to get to Green Bay where they are right now. And, and then honestly, dude, it's, it's just learning. These young guys getting the, the ones that do play, getting a chance to learn. Um, Quay Walker is the best example of that. The kid has so much ability, has so much speed. There's times where he looks like a rookie, and there's times where you can tell the, just just how big his paws are and what he can potentially do, uh, you know, down the line. So uh, the most exciting thing I think for Green Bay is there's still hope. Uh, there's hope in the Aaron Rodgers era, and as we saw potentially, you know, in that performance um, with Jordan Love in Philly, you know, maybe there's hope in the Jordan Love era too. A um, lot of if ands and buts, but it's a good position to be in because I think there's a lot of teams right now. That would be gleeful just to have a Jordan Love type prospect in the system, uh, let alone a two-time defending uh, NFL MVP. Uh, the Packers are still in a really solid position. Unfortunately for them, the 2022 season just hasn't quite shuffled out the the way that they were hoping uh, when when you you know brought this thing in. Yeah, and, and, and like speaking of Jordan Love, like I said, the same thing like about Aaron Rodgers, like he got to sit behind Brett Favre and like watch how it's done at a high level. Yeah, like Jordan Love got to do the same thing. And I think there's so much that goes into it because I, I feel like when they do start playing or do start finding themselves in situations off the field, that they kind of know because they've seen someone else do it yeah. at the best, you know? At, so I, I, well, I think that's uh, one good thing. And we rush in, right, with these quarterbacks. And sometimes, dude, you know, you do get Joe Burrow and, and you, you get some of these guys that can just come out right, of the, right away and look like NFL professional talent. And then you have guys like Trevor Lawrence who really had to take it on the chin as a rookie and now is starting to kind of turn a corner here with Doug Peterson. And then unfortunately you also have some of these guys that get thrown in the fire way too early and then never recoup, never recover. Now maybe that would have been what their disposition, what their outlook would have been regardless of how many years they wait. But I do think more and more with the pressure that these NFL teams are under, you're seeing young guys thrown in right away, you know, great example that's probably geno smith right geno smith is a much i'm not saying he's an mvp but geno smith is a much different quarterback right now with seattle than he was back in 2013 2014 you know with the jets and it just comes with time it comes with maturation and it comes with development and it comes with picking up and learning the most difficult position on all of sports uh and in jordan love's case i thought that performance in Philly, I understand what the Eagles were doing defensively. I understand they were not throwing the chicken, you know, the kitchen sink at them at that point. But Jordan knew what he was doing, and he looked like he was driving a car that he's been behind before. And I think that's the most exciting part. And there was a great line that Gutekunst had on Monday that I thought was such a good one, which is, "You want the problems that come with having good quarterbacks. You want you you welcome those as a GM because there's so many right now." in the national football league where, you know, you look at what's happening in Indy this year, you look at some of these other locations where they, they haven't been so fortunate and there isn't a real bright spot around the corner. You're just kind of in the situation that you're in. Yeah. I, so speaking of the, the Aaron Rodgers era, do you think that uh, continues on past this season? And I'm I not do. talking about like trade stuff. Cause I don't yeah. believe that's even a possibility. I, whatever, but like, um, retirement wise because he seems like he's content in his life like to do whatever like not that he doesn't want to play football but like if yeah. he decided that then he would just be good with it if he may i'm not sure yeah you, I, you, you know he's not there yet 
No, I, I, I agree. I, I understand what you're saying. I don't think this, whenever that day comes for Rodgers, I don't think it's going to be a far type situation. I think he's going to make the call and then that's going to be it. He'll be on to the next phase of his life. But, I think that's uh, one thing, I, one of the other things he learned from Favre. Yeah. Don't, do <laughs> don't retire for it. I'm going to retire one time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I would be surprised if he's not back next year. I mean, you, you, I know everything with the cap wise. I know everything with that. It just makes so much sense. Um, and, and I still think, you know, the other thing you got to remember is for as difficult as this year was, wherever Green Bay ends up, I mean, the, the matchups based in the visions will be different. You would think the schedule would be a little bit easier. Maybe there's some matchups there that, that are more favorable than this season. Certainly you're not going to London again. So <laughs> I, I think Green Bay would welcome that. You know, he's going to make the best decision for himself, but I, there's a part of me that really wants to see him get to 40 and, and to do that in Green Bay. Um, and then, you know, with Jordan Love, I mean, you can pick up the 50-year option just fine and then make the call in 24 on what you want to do. The one thing I've learned, Matt, the last two years, there was a time when I was at the Press Gazette where I was always like, oh, my goodness, you got you to manage your cap. You got to be so careful with your cap. And then these void years and these all these things that teams are doing now, the cap is a lot more malleable. It's a lot more – you can do a lot more gymnastics with it than I ever thought. Now, you still got to be cognizant of where you are, but uh, I, I'm, I'm not too concerned in that regard on where – uh, Green Bay is gonna gonna shuffle out. I think Rodgers can easily take another stab at this thing, and you can keep love in the fold and and see where it takes you. Yeah, I I, I know the cap situation is messed up. When I played Madden, I simulated the first season, and then I went through the off season, and I was like, oh, I hope they're better at this than I am. <laughs> I, got, no. I just quit. I was like, I'm not doing it. I cut everybody. <laughs> We're going into re Matt Ramage is sending the Packers into rebuilding mode. Yeah, I was like, uh oh, I have to cut some people We're gonna for about four years. <laughs> I played with it, and the only person I can afford is Danny Etling as my quarterback. We're just gonna have to just venture into these unknown lands here. Yeah, yeah true fans will stick around, right? <laughs> no, right. but I mean, the Packers are a lot better at it, and, and certainly, you know contract extensions and renegotiations, all that stuff can happen too. But I, I'm, you know, I, I think no matter how it works out, it, it can work out. Now, again, we'll, we'll see what the offseason holds. I'm I'm no expert uh, in that regard. There's certainly things that happen. I, I thought Devontae Adams was going to be on this team at the end of last year going into 20, yeah. you know, going into 22. Things always change and will surprise you. But um, I just, I think the situation for Green Bay is a lot more manageable than, you know, what some some have said. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'll let the smart people figure that stuff out. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time with me. All right, everyone, yeah, make sure to check out Wes on Instagram, Twitter at Wes Hod, and um, you know you won't regret it. Dude, you're, what? what you're so much better at the Instagram thing than me. I'm trying, dude. I am trying. Dude, but you should. It, you, you work it's right a labor there. Of you labor. Yeah, you, you you got the background and everything back there. You could just just go up there and just. Make make a video, you know. Be like Ian Rappaport. He's going like Nas concerts, drinking Hennessy. <laughs> Have you That's seen what that? He's doing? <laughs> well, it's on Twitter. His wife posted a picture of him with a bottle of Hennessy, and then someone saw that he was an ESPN or whatever. I, I I saw the clip answering questions about it, and he's like, "Well, I was at a Nas concert. It was like after the Super Bowl or something. I think Jay Z yeah. was there. It was like this thing. It's like yeah, I would never expect that from Ian." 
you got to be careful with that music though because some of that stuff in the music now they can come and get you for that so <laughs> yeah maybe yeah, maybe you, i'll be at like maybe, a, i was gonna say maybe i'll be at a public library or something or just pick like, like really make, mundane areas to do videos from or make make a video like shotgun and a beer and like crushing a can in your head uh <laughs> like at lambo field is that what people want to see i don't is know that, you i don't know is if, that what this like business that. has turned into <laughs> I right, think so that's he, just what I'd like to see. <laughs> so here's here's the injury report on Friday. Uh, you know, Quay Walker is going to be questionable for Sunday. Yes. All right. Awesome. See you on Sunday, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that is what you should do. No, I'll, I'm going to do that I'll, with I'll the juice the box, Matt. That's what I'm going to do that with. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll teach you the ways. I, yeah, I, I don't do that. One time, like, I was trying to be awesome. One time, like I chugged a beer. And I went to like go, you know, smash it on my head. But like I didn't realize that you're supposed to squeeze the can first. You do that. Oh, really? Yeah. So that, that's why it like breaks. I didn't do that and I almost knocked myself out. I was like, oh. just smashed a beer can into my forehead. Big old knot in my head. But uh you know, yeah, it I, didn't end I, well. I've never actually had a domestic beer in my life. Really? Never drank one. Oh. No. You fancy beer drinker guy? No, I'm just really a no beer drinker guy. Oh, but I've never, right. I've never had, I've never had anything. My dad's a Paps man, but uh, I'm not. I just, I don't. I, I drink uh, Lipton's. There you go. That's all you need. You're good. What more you're do you need in life? Yeah, as long as you're uh, hydrated, whether it's beer or if it's uh, some Lipton's, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time, my man. Absolutely, okay. buddy. Thanks for having okay, me. Music.